Well, the title of the message this morning is Hearing the Voice of God. Hearing the Voice of God. Um, I've got to be totally honest with you this morning, which I always am, by the way. It's just, I don't know why we say that, but we're always being honest. But this was one of those weeks that nothing was coming together. My wife looks at me yesterday afternoon, and she goes, what's the problem? I said, it is not coming together. And I think I was talking to Pastor Jim, and he goes, oh, you're a brave one. No, it scares me to death when I don't have my message on Saturday. It scares me to death because I don't want to get up here and not have a message. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, God, where are you going with this? Because I've written a message three times already this week. Literally, three times. And I've got four pages here for a message and three pages here and three over here. And I'm like, this is not working. And I'm like, okay, God, what do you want me to speak on? Because obviously you're not telling me to go back to First John yet. And so... Uh, what do you do with that? Be afraid? Because <laughs> Sunday comes every week whether you're ready or not. And uh, no, I always want to be ready with what God has for me. And, uh, but I also want to be open to what God has for me to say. And so several times this week, I'm like, what in the world, Lord? Okay. So just about the time you get a message almost done, no, that's not it. Start over. And start over. So this is where I believe God has led me this week. It's not in First John, but it is on hearing the voice of God. So with that in mind, I, I hope that uh, you'll truly answer the question, how important is hearing the voice of God to you? How important is hearing the voice of God to you? Before we get into it, let's just look to the Lord in prayer. Lord God, as we come before you this morning, we ask once again for your Holy Spirit to precede us. Lord, that you'd go not only before us to prepare our hearts for what you have for us, but also to go with us and come behind us, Lord, to not only teach us as we're hearing your word, but, Lord, to come behind us to help, Lord, remind us as we go our separate ways. So, Lord, as we come before you, Lord, we're asking that your Holy Spirit be at work, and, Lord, that we here this morning would hear your voice speaking to us, challenging us, directing us, encouraging us, Lord, to draw close to you, Lord, that you would speak to our hearts. Lord, that you would truly, Lord, show us what you have for us this day. So, Lord, we ask, we invite, we plead, we implore, Lord God, for you to speak to our hearts this day, that we might hear your voice and draw close to you as a result of it and become more obedient as a result of it. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. So, once again, the question, how important is hearing the, word, the voice of God to you? I don't know about you, but I think we hear the voices that are in the news. And man, it's frustrating, discouraging, disheartening. We hear the voices of our friends around us. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not so good. <coughs> we hear the voices of our family members. We're hearing the voices of almost everyone around us, but are we hearing the voice of God? I'm afraid that many of us are so busy listening to other voices that we have drowned out or have just turned off the voice of God in everyday living. So there are many reasons to consider why people don't hear the voice of God. And we're going to look at just five of them. As I was just listening to, or studying <coughs> the last um, many hours before we put this together, how many scriptures there are that talk about hearing the voice of God? There's literally dozens and dozens. I chose five. Because I think there are five that most of us can relate to. So I encourage you 
to just honest, be honest about where you're at in listening to the voice of God this morning. Um, you may, as we're going through them, say, well, that's not me. That's someone else I know. Or this would be good for so-and-so if they heard this. Uh, don't worry about anyone else. You can't change anyone else. You can't make decisions for anyone else. You can't respond for anyone else. You can only deal with you. And so I encourage you to do that this morning as we look at these reasons. So the first one, if you have your Bibles, and I think these would be good verses to mark as we go through. <coughs> Excuse me. Jeremiah chapter 33 and verse 3. I think sometimes we may not hear the voice of God because we may not be talking to Him. We may not be talking to Him. Jeremiah 33 3 says, Call to me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. I think the very first thing we have to consider is that you may not be talking to Him. How often are we simply not calling on Jesus? We call to everyone else. We, we'll, we call our friends and so forth, but there's no hearing because there's no conversation. We're so busy doing what it is that we do every day that we just simply don't take the time. I remember reading a quote from Martin Luther, and he said, I have so much to do today. In fact, I have so much to do today that I must start the first four hours in prayer. I don't know about you, but I don't think most of us in the room have ever spent four hours in prayer in our lives talking to God so that we can hear Him speak to us. Many of us have never understood what it means. I remember the very first time someone challenged me to spend time in prayer. And I remember thinking, as I've said before, I prayed about every cotton-picking thing that would even come to my mind. And I sat there and I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and I prayed. I thought I prayed for eternity. I look up and it's like eight minutes, really? It seems like eternity when you're praying. But when you really get into the business of prayer and you really start bringing things before God, it takes time. And so often we don't, we're not hearing from God because we're not talking to God. You remember we say often the conversation is two-way. There's a giving of information and there's a receiving of information. But if there is no talking to God, there's nothing hearing back. God wants to have a conversation with us. God wants to have communication with us. That's why He gave us His Word. But he says, if you call to me, I will answer you. And if we're not hearing, it's maybe because we're not calling. I wonder if this morning, if we need to just be reminded that there is a God who's waiting to have a conversation with us. 1 Thessalonians reminds us in chapter 5 to pray without ceasing. That means be in an attitude of prayer no matter where you're at, no matter what you're doing. Simply being able to say, God, I need your help right now. God, I need your direction right now. God, I need you to lead me right this minute. I don't know about you, but there's been so many times where I've just been somewhere and something has happened and I just immediately have to pray because, God, I need your wisdom. I need to hear from you. I need to make a decision. I need to hear from you right now. But you will not hear if you're not talking to Him. So I would challenge each and every one of us in this room, myself included, that if you don't plan to spend time with God, you will not have it. If you don't make time for God, it will not take place by itself. You must make it a priority. And no one can do that for you. So making it a priority to call Jesus Christ. He says, call to me and I will answer you. And here's the benefit. When you do that and God answers you, He says, I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. God is willing to reveal things to us that we would not know otherwise unless we have that conversation with Him. Isn't that awesome? that God of heaven will show you things that you did not know apart from having that conversation with Him. God wants to have that conversation. But sometimes we cannot hear the voice of God because we're simply not talking to Him. That's the first thing. 
Number two, sometimes we don't hear the voice of God because we may not want to listen. Isn't that amazing? We say, well, how could you say that? Because God's Word is full of examples of people who willingly, willfully chose not to listen to God. God was talking, and they were not not listening. <coughs> Excuse me. In Isaiah chapter 28, verse 23, says, Give ear and hear my voice. Listen and hear my speech. He said, I'm telling you to do this. Give ear to me. Listen to me. You say, why is that so important? Really, because if we're not listening, we don't know what God is telling us to do. We have a portion of what God has told us to do in God's Word, and He reminds us over and over that these are things that you should do. But if you're not listening to God, you're not reading God's Word, you're not going to know what it is. And that daily is a reminder to us that we need to be in God's Word. But here's the principle that you, you may not have correlated, that hearing God's Word and obedience goes hand in hand. It really does. In fact, take your Bibles and turn to Luke chapter 6 just for a moment. There's a great principle. By the way, if you're wondering, does pastor have COVID? No, I don't. I was down here singing my heart out, my throat's sore. <laughs> I need to be gogging some water. I'm not, I'm not sick. Luke 6.47 Whoever comes to me and hears my saying and does them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when he flood arose, the stream beat vehemently against that house and could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. But he who heard and did nothing is like a man who built a house on the earth without a foundation against which the stream beat vehemently and immediately fell, and the ruin of that house was great. You know, here's the principle. There are two people, they both heard what God was saying. But here's the correlation. Hearing and obeying go hand in hand. One person heard and did. The other person heard and chose not to do. And the result of that is this. He is like the man who built the house and dug deep, laid the foundation. He did it right. He obeyed. He walked in obedience. This man did not. And when the storms came and the floods arose, one house was washed away. The other one stood firm. Here's the principle. Obedience brings blessing. Disobedience brings destruction. It's a lifelong principle that we can take with us to our grave. That when we walk in obedience, God will bless that. And if we choose to walk in disobedience, God will not honor that. And we can't expect God to honor if we're not obeying. So obedience and blessing go hand in hand to what God is doing in our lives. Thanks, man. I appreciate it so much. I'm singing my guts out. I love those songs. Thank you. So, give ear and hear. Because if we don't hear, we will not be able to respond the way God wants us to respond in obedience. So in order to hear, we have to have the conversation. So if you're not having the conversation, you need to get to having the conversation. Spend time in prayer with God. Talking to Him so that He can talk back to you. In Isaiah chapter 30, verse 9, it says that this is a rebellious people, lying children, children who will not hear the law of the Lord. It wasn't that they could not hear. They chose not to hear. According to Isaiah chapter 30 and verse 9, children who will not hear the law of the Lord. They didn't want to hear it. They didn't want to listen. In Isaiah 42 verse 20 says, Seeing many things, but you do not observe. Opening the ears, but he does not hear. He says, you have the ability. Every one of us in this room has the ability to hear God's voice. Unless we get to number 5 then. We'll talk about that one. But every one of us has the ability to hear God's voice. It's a choice to listen. 
to spend time with him and let him speak to you. And you opening your ears. He says, opening their ears, but he does not hear. In 2 Kings chapter 17, verse 14, this is a sad commentary. Nevertheless, they would not hear, but stiffened their necks like the necks, necks of the fathers who did not believe in the Lord their God. It's like, nah, nah, boo-boo, I can't hear you. I mean, it's like they're sticking their fingers in their ears and saying, I don't want to listen. I don't have to listen to you. I'm not going to listen to you. But they stiffen their necks rather than listening to the voice. Well, sometimes people don't want to listen because they're afraid. They're afraid of what God might say. They're afraid of what His Word might tell us to do. You know, He may say no. And boy, I tell you what, we don't want to listen to people who are going to tell us something different than what we want to hear, right? I mean, does anybody want to ask somebody a question knowing that they're going to say no? I mean, we, I mean, isn't it amazing how our kids, as they grow up, they know which one of the parents will say yes more likely than the other, right? I mean, uh, I, think, I think when it's needs, most of our kids will go, my kids will go to my wife first. My, my daughter will come to me first. Uh, You've got to figure it out. I mean, they, they'll go to the person that they know that they can get the answer that they want from, right? I mean, that's what people do. When you're in a business structure and there's a multitude of people above you, you go to the person that you think is going to give you the ear that you, want, want, you, know, that, that you desire. People do that. Because nobody wants to be told no. So sometimes people are afraid that if they listen to what God says, He may say no, and that just doesn't sit well with me. Well, he also might say, go. If I listen to God, he might say to go here or go there or do this or do that, and I don't want to do that. I mean, i got my place of comfort, my security. I'm, I'm comfortable right here, and I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to do anything. So God might say, go. But there's times also God may say, whoa. You keep doing that, you're going to be in trouble. Whoa, stop doing that. That's going to go down the wrong path. But for whatever reason, they don't want to listen. Isn't that amazing? We know oftentimes what the answer should be, but are we willing to accept it knowing that? We don't want to. Number three, sometimes we don't hear the voice of God because of wrong priorities. You know, in Psalm chapter 4, verse 4, this is one of the very first verses I've ever learned when I was a junior higher. I don't know, for some reason it's stuck with me all these years. But it simply says this, Be angry and do not sin. Meditate within your heart on your bed and be still. So what does that have to do with anything? I want you to get a couple thoughts out of this verse. Number one, the bed. You know, most of us, we lay down at night in a bed and we get up in the morning from our beds. So we really need to learn to end our day talking with God in bed and as we start our day getting out of bed, we need to talk with God. It says to meditate within your heart on your bed and be still. Some of us have wrong priorities. We get up every morning, get dressed, and go do whatever it is that we do. Nothing wrong with going to work. I mean, work is a good thing. and God gives you a job, provide for your family. It's wonderful, great thing. But do we take a moment to meditate? Do we take a moment to sit still? Do we take a moment to just meditate on what God's Word says so that He can speak to us about the day? There's someone put on a, a meme years ago that says, Lord, so far this day I've not 
yelled at anybody. I haven't screamed at anybody. I haven't, I haven't, you know, responded wrong to anybody in what they've done. I, ha- I haven't told anybody, you know, anything wrong. I, I, I mean, Lord, so far this day is going so good, but I'm about to get out of bed. <laughs> you know, I mean, do we really dedicate the day to God? Do we really take a moment and start our day and say, God, I need your help today because you know things are really going to get rough. I mean, do we really? Take a moment in the morning and say, God, I surrender all my thoughts, my actions, my reactions to you, Lord. I surrender them. I commit them to you, God. That's not easy. You know, we look around what's going on all, what's going on all around us and we say, oh, that's just overwhelming. And it is. It's absolutely overwhelming. Things that you agree with, things that you don't agree with. It, life is just taking place and it seems like it's going in warp speed the wrong direction around us. Have you surrendered it to the Lord? It's hard. I ain't going to lie. There's things that happen I wish I could control. I can't. But I want to. Right? Anybody else? I want to control a lot of stuff I have no control over. So what do we do? You have to give it to God. Are you willing to start the day saying, God, this day is yours. Thank you for it. Thank you for letting me be a part of it. Matthew chapter 13, verse 9 says, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Are we willing to do that? God has given us ears. He's speaking to us, so to speak. He wants us to listen. But sometimes we have wrong priorities. Proverbs chapter 22, verses 17 through 19 says, Incline your ear and hear the words of the wise, and apply your heart to my knowledge. For it is a pleasant thing if you keep them within you. Let them be, all be fixed upon your lips, so that your trust may be in the Lord. I have instructed you today, even you, Specifically, he says, even you. God talks to us as individuals. Isn't it amazing how we can read a portion of Scripture and God might say this to Melinda through this passage, or he might say this to Ben through the same passage, and say something else to you know, one of us in the same passage. In the same exact passage, he spoke three different ways to us. Isn't that amazing? He says, I have instructed you, even you. God wants us as individuals to hear His Word. But if we don't incline your, our ears to hear the, His words, we'll not hear it. There's something we have to do. We have wrong priorities. Oftentimes we're doing too many other things than to take time for God. Our lives are full of to-do lists and things that need to get done. And we're just out of priority. You know, years ago I saw this illustration. You've probably seen it too, but a jar with a bag of sand here and a few smaller rocks and a few bigger rocks. And the person was to put everything inside that rock. And they just started putting everything in there. If you fill it up full of sand and put these rocks in the bit, guess what? It doesn't all fit. But if you put the biggest stones in first, and then the smaller ones, and then filter the sand all around through it, it all fits. But you have to prioritize the biggest, most important thing first. If we have wrong priorities you'll not hear God. If your priority in life is just to get up and go and do your own thing, you'll not hear God. If your biggest priority in life is to get wealth, then you're not going to hear God. If your biggest priority in life is to to go here and have fun and to go there and have fun, you're not going to hear God. You have to prioritize what is most important. And if you have a walk with God, that is your most important priority. It has to come above your spouse. It has to come before your children. It has to come before your job. It has to come before everything else. Because if it's not prioritized, 
it won't happen. Number four, we may be listening to the wrong voice. Second Timothy chapter four and verse three. It says, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of evangelists, fulfill your ministry. There will be a time, if we're not in it, and I believe we are, when people around us will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires because they have itching ears. Do you realize that there will always be somebody who will give you affection? I mean, when, when something happens in your day that you don't like, when something happens in your day that you did not plan, when somebody says something that, to you that you did not appreciate, who's the first person you let know of that circumstance? Who's the first person? That's so, for many of us, that's the itching ears. We talk to who we think will console us. We talk to those who we think will give us a sympathetic ear. We talk to those who, hey, I understand what you're going through. Yeah, I've, I've experienced that. So often, and even in the spiritual realm, we listen to people who will encourage us, tell us what we want to hear, make us feel good. Those are itching ears. Years ago, when I was about 22 years old, maybe 23, 22 or 23, there was a pastor friend that, to this day, he's a good friend of mine, a really close friend. We don't talk a whole lot, but when we do, it's like we never left off. Pastor Carl Henry from Northside Baptist in Elkhart, Indiana. He's a good friend. He's been a friend for years. He was at each of my kids' baby dedications and special occasions we've gotten together and so forth, but he's, he's been a mentor to me. He's been an encourager to me. He's been a person who has helped me in ministry. But when I was young, at 22 years old, he pulled me aside and said, Kenny, I need to talk to you. I'm like, oh boy. Nobody likes those words, right? So here I am, just out of Bible college, just starting our family. Jake was just a little guy about this big. And uh, he goes, I want to help you. You're going in ministry. You're in ministry. You need to understand this. Because you're late. I wanted to wring his neck. I wanted to kill him. I wanted to just like, hmm. Who of us, be honest, likes correction? Likes to be corrected in what you think is not a problem. My defenses went up so stinking fast. My defenses were like, that's not true. That's not right. No, no, that, that's not me. No, not, no. I looked at my wife and I said, well, he, he says, well, I, I, I'm not late. She goes, yeah, you are. Whose side are you on? I thought you were on my side. Here's the deal. When people tell us, maybe even they don't even say it right, but they correct us, do you want to listen to them? I mean, maybe you're ultra-spiritual. Maybe you're more, more mature than I am. Not me. I don't want to hear it. When your boss says, hey, you're doing it this way, do it this way, and you think you know better. Anybody want to listen to that? No. 
there are times that we only want to listen when we know we, what the outcome we want to hear is. Some, some people will only listen to people who will tell them what they want to hear. It's the first person they call when they go through something that they didn't ask for. You know, there's other people in Scripture that responded that way. Remember in Second Chronicles chapter 14 through 16, the story of King Asa? Um, there was a time when Asa was just on fire for God. I mean, he was tearing down the idols in the land and taking down the strongholds and the strong, the high places and just doing everything right before God. He had faith. But something happened along the way where he took his eyes off God. And we see it towards the end in chapter 16, 2 Chronicles. And there's this man who come into Asa's life and he says, uh, Asa, can I, have a, can I have a word with you? This is Hanani the seer. Hanani goes to Asa and he says, Asa, what's going on? What do you mean what's going on? Well, I remember a couple years back when the Ethiopians came against you. You raise your hand towards heaven and you says, God, it's nothing of you, whether with them they have many or them they have nothing at all. God, you can take care of these. And God destroyed the Ethiopians. Destroyed them. And you praise God and rejoice over what God had done. Well, this time when you got a problem, this time when you had any, you go to man and you start trying to bribe them, giving them gold and silver and store stuff out of the storehouses and the treasures of God. Why didn't you go to God in faith again? You know what Asa did? Because he could? <laughs> I don't want to listen to you. Guards, take them away and put them in prison. I don't want to listen to him anymore. If you had the choice to obliterate whoever it is that talks against you or to respond with maturity and character, what would you do? See, sometimes we don't want to listen to God because we don't want to listen to what he has to say. We have itching ears. We're only going to listen to those who encourage us, those that soothe us, those that sympathize with us. And that will lead to destruction. Number five. Sometimes we don't hear the voice of God because we don't know God. There are some that this is maybe the case. In John chapter 8, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, chapter 8, Verse 47 <coughs> says, He who is of God hears God's words. Therefore you do not hear because you are not of God. I can't tell you how many times over the years someone says, Pastor, I read the Bible and it just makes zero sense to me. It just makes no sense. In the back of my mind, although I may not always say it, in the back of my mind I say there's a reason for that. There's a reason that you can consistently read, if you are consistently reading, that none of it makes sense. He says, He who is of God hears God's word. Therefore, you do not hear because you are not of God. That may be the case. It may not be the case, but it may very well be the case. If you can look at God's word and say, I get nothing out of this, you have to question whether or not you know him. Because over and over, God's word says that if we know him, he'll make it open and so that we can understand it. John chapter 14 says he gives us the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, who will bring all things to remembrance, whatsoever things he has taught us. 
the Holy Spirit is there to enlighten us, to encourage us through His Word, to speak to our hearts. But if you're not hearing it, it may be that you don't know Him. In John chapter 10, verses 3 and 4, it says this, To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Verse 27 says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. There's a correlation between hearing God's voice and then responding in obedience. A couple years ago, uh, I got a new sensor, and uh, I've switched sensors since then, but I have a sensor in my arm that I can actually just take my cell phone and put it up next to it, and it tells me my sugar. And it's really handy. I mean, I can, middle of the night, just kind of, eh, eh, okay, it's low, it's high, it's whatever. Pretty handy. But a couple years ago, I got, I got a new one uh, through a company, and I went to, uh, you know, figure out how it works. And so I got a call from the Medtronic agent, and, uh, or service or whatever you call them and uh, they said hey I'm running late you want to just meet at Wegmans I'm like, sure great see you in 15 minutes so I got in my car and went up to Wegmans on the way to Wegmans I asked myself this question what's this lady's name I didn't get her name I'm going to meet somebody I have no idea who she is I don't know what she looks like I didn't really plan out where at Wegmans I was going to meet her, just somewhere in the back half. I got to think to myself, that was a lousy conversation. I, 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 don't, I don't know what she looks like. I don't know her name. I don't know where she's going to be, just somewhere in the back half of Wegmans. It's really hard to have a conversation about somebody who's going to tell you how this new sensor works if you don't know who they are. It all worked out. I walked into the back. I stood there for a few minutes. I'm thinking... Looks like they might be in the medical field. Yeah, like half of them. This is Rochester. <laughs> then I start looking. Well, she did say she's a lady, so it's got to be a lady. Let's narrow this down. Mm, no, she just got up and left. Um, eventually, I this other lady walked in, sat down in front of everybody. I'm like, are you? Are you Ken? Yes. Okay, good. It's a whole lot easier to have a conversation with someone you know than someone you don't. Right? When it comes to our relationship with Jesus Christ, if you know him, it's easy to have a conversation with him. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, it says, pray without ceasing. You know, how often are we just going about our day? And we're just doing this, doing that, and a circumstance arises and we just stop and pray. It happens every day. Just taking a moment to pray, knowing that God will hear, knowing that he'll listen. But going right back to the beginning, that he says, if you reach out to me and have a conversation, I'll answer you. If you call to me, I will answer you. That's God's word, his promise says, the sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. 
neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. When I hear his voice and I respond with the following obedience, that's where it's at. Take your Bibles and turn to First Samuel chapter 3. First Samuel chapter 3. We'll close with this passage after a few minutes. It says, Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation, and it came to pass that at that time, while Eli was lying down in his place, and when his eyes had begun to grow so dim that he could not see, and before the lamp of God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord where the ark of God was, and while Samuel was lying down, that the Lord called Samuel, and he answered, Here I am! So he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. And he said, I did not call. Lie down again. And he went and lay down. Then the Lord called yet again, Samuel! So Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. And he answered, I did not call my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. And the Lord called Samuel again a third time. So he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you did call me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord had called the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go, lie down, and it shall be, if he calls you, that you must say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. In verse 10, Now the Lord came and stood and called as at other times. And Samuel said, or Samuel Samuel, and Samuel answered, and speak for your servant hears. I believe that there are often times that God speaks to us. Sometimes it's in His Word. Sometimes it's through other people. Sometimes it's through an experience, a circumstance that God allows in your life, an accident, an illness, a sickness. But most often it's through His Word. And He's trying to get our attention. And it's a still small voice that says, hey, he's calling your name. I wonder how often we would just turn over if we were Samuel. Just, eh, there's nothing. I'm tired, exhausted. It was a long day yesterday. Or I wonder if we would be willing to say, speak, Lord, for your servant hears. Say, well, how do I hear that voice? How do I hear that voice? Well, let me answer that by giving you an illustration. There are many days in the summertime and even coming into fall that uh, David is down in the shed working on this or that, and I'm up in the backyard, and you know what we're doing? David! David! And I'm trying to get his attention. There are times that I am successful at getting his attention. He might be in and out of the front of the shed there, and I'm back here, but I'm screaming at him, and he finally turn around and... And we begin to have what is a horrible conversation. I'm trying to get his attention to tell him something, but because he's way down there and I'm way up here, it's not working out so well. Right? So how do I remedy that? I'm trying to get his attention, so I have to leave the backyard, take the 20 seconds it takes to walk down there, and stand in front of him. The closer I get to David, 
the more he's able to hear what I want him to know. Right? Pretty simple concept. It's no different than our walk with the Lord. It's no different. If I want to hear what God is saying, I've got to draw close to him. I've got to get close to him. There's no other alternative. It doesn't work for me to scream out, yes, God hears anything I say. He's God. The question is, can I hear what he has to say in return? I want to hear what he has to say. I want to know what he has for me. I want to be able to do and respond in a way that would be pleasing to him based off what he has for me to know and to see and to hear and to do. And the only way to do that is to shorten the distance. Right? So this is how God speaks to us, primarily. And this is how we speak back. And if I want to hear God speak, number one, I have to have a conversation. I have to take the time to talk. And if you don't plan that, it won't happen. It won't happen. Say, well, I'll have devotions later. I'll, I'll, I'll spend time in prayer later. Really? I don't know about you, but later is hard sometimes. Later is interrupted with kids and phone calls and things that you didn't plan. So you've got to plan to do it. Number two, you have to be willing to listen. He says, give ear, hear, listen. Incline your ear to me, he says. You have to be willing to listen. God may say no. He may say go. He may say whoa. He may do a host of other things. But you have to listen. Number three, you have to make it a priority. When you go to bed at night, Close the day with him. When you get up in the morning, start the day with him. Number four, listen to the right voice. Don't just listen to those who will tell you what you want to hear. They'll make you feel good, but it may be the wrong advice. It may not be what you want to hear. What Carl said to me that day irritated me at the moment. But I went back and thanked him. It would help me grow as a person. It helped me mature as a ministry leader. Sometimes there are, God uses people to tell us things that we don't want to hear. But it's for our good. Don't listen to the wrong voice. And number five, if you don't know him, that's where it starts. You'll never hear God speak if you don't know him. I think it's 2 Corinthians 6, verse 2. I could be wrong. The verse that comes to my mind is, Today is the day of salvation. Do you know him? That's where it starts. If you don't know him, that's the greatest decision you could ever make is to put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ and begin to listen to what he has for you. I love that verse right away in the beginning. Jeremiah 33, 3. Call to me and I will answer you. And here's what he says. I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Can you imagine that just for a moment? God says, if you call to me, I'll answer you, and I'm going to show you great and mighty things that you did not even know. How cool is that? Think about that for a moment. 
that God will show you things that you don't even know. Starts the conversation. You talking to God? And God talking to you. I don't know about you, but these days are crazy. What's norm anymore? I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm just being honest. I don't care who's the president, but but just can you imagine having the, one of the highlights of your life photographed for the entire world to see and everybody's wearing a mask? Great memories, right? Great, I mean, boy, this was back in 2021, wearing a mask, everybody. I mean, isn't that a great memory? Who wants that? I, I, whatever exciting thing happens in your life, whatever is it that's memorable, it's all different and weird and new norms and it's just crazy. Is God still in control? We forget, don't we? He, we're, we're so crowded out with God's leading that because we're, we're irritated about the circumstance. I am. I struggle with that. Then I hear this and it makes me mad. I see that it makes me upset. I just constantly need to be reminded God's still in control. He's still on the throne. I need to listen to his voice. Amen? I need that. Maybe you do too. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, as we come before you, we do thank you for your word. And this whole idea of listening to your voice. Lord, we want to hear your voice. God, we want to hear you speak. And God, we know that hearing your voice is directly correlated with our obedience. The only way we can be fully obedient is to fully listen to your voice and to respond correctly. Lord, we don't want to just hear and not do. We want to hear and do. Be doers of the word and not hearers only, lest we deceive ourselves, James tells us. Lord, we don't want a distant conversation where things are muffled and unclear. God, we want to draw close so we can get exactly what you want us to know. So, Lord, I pray that regardless of where, our, where we are at in our walk with you, I pray, God, that we would draw closer, that we might hear your voice. God, I pray for many in this room, Lord, maybe they don't have a consistent conversation with you. Or maybe they're not spending time in prayer. They're not spending time reading your word. And Lord, they're just, they're not talking. Lord, you said, call me and I will answer and show you great and mighty things. Lord God, I pray that their eyes would be open to what you have for them because they are willing to talk with you and listen to what you have to say. God, I pray that all of us would have a desire to listen to the voice that we need to hear, not to the voices that we always want to hear from. May our priorities be right. May we start our day, end our day with you, Lord. Lord, I just pray you speak to all of our hearts. Lord, maybe this morning there be one here, Lord, that does not know you as their Savior. Maybe that's why when they read it, it doesn't make sense. Maybe they hear certain messages and, Lord, they just it doesn't, doesn't make sense. Maybe it's because they don't truly know you. Lord, I pray that you draw them to yourself this morning. As heads are bowed and eyes are closed, just ask for a moment that no one be looking around, that truly that God's people be praying.
You say, Pastor, this morning, some of what you said relates to me. I, I, I understand what you're saying. Uh, maybe I've just not taken the time to talk with them. You say, Pastor, I'm just, sometimes I just don't want to listen. I'm selfish or preoccupied with other things, and I just don't want to listen right now. Maybe some of you are saying it's not a priority. I have other things that are important. Uh, maybe you're listening to other people and what they have to say. You say, Pastor, I can relate to what you're saying this morning. There's some things that need to change so that I can hear God's voice. Would you pray for me? Anyone like that this morning? Yes, in the front, in the back, the sides. Yes, in the front. My, my hand's up, folks. I'm not perfect in this area. I struggle with this like you do. I'm daily trying to hear God's voice. I want God to speak to me. Anyone else say, Pastor, pray for me. That's me too. I want to hear God's voice. I want to hear his leading. I want, to, I want him to guide and direct my footsteps. Yes, yes, yes. Can I just challenge you? Those of you that have lifted your hand, your hearts, those of you that are nodding your heads, all around the auditorium. I think we all find ourselves in the same boat. We need to hear God's voice, especially in this day and age that we live. Can I just challenge you to take a moment? You know what it is that's hindering. You know what it is that is muffling God's voice. You and God know what it is that needs to change so that you can hear more clearly. Maybe it's just when you get home saying, hey, I'm going to take a few moments and pray and read. I'm going to go to bed tonight and I'm just going to pray and read just for a few minutes. I'm going to start the conversation. I'm going to talk to God and I'm going to let him talk to me. If you've been unwilling to listen, hey, God, I'm willing to listen. Speak to me. Speak, Lord, for thy servant hears. Lord, I haven't made this a priority. Forgive me. Just talk, talk to God. Start right this moment, right here where you're at in your seats. Take a moment and just talk. He'll listen. And here's the beautiful thing. Not only will he show us great and mighty things that we did not know, but he also says, if you confess your sins, I'm faithful and just to forgive you your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. 1 John 1, 9. He says, I'll give you a fresh start. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's talk. And Lord, help me not to listen to the voices that I don't need to hear. Maybe you need to turn off the news. Put down the newspapers. Turn off the radio. So that you can tune into what God has. Maybe you need to get off social media for a while and say, I need to quit listening to these voices. Turn the Facebook off. Maybe I need to quit calling that friend who is always comforting me and even though I know it's not the best decisions I'm making or they listen to me even though when you know, I should not be consoled by them. Make it a priority to listen to God. But one other question this morning. Do you know Jesus Christ? Do you know him as your Lord and Savior? Maybe you're here this morning and you say, I don't hear God's voice. I just, I don't, I don't even know him. That's where it starts. Say, Pastor, I'm not sure if I'm saved. I, I don't know if I were to die today that I would spend eternity in heaven. I don't know that I have a relationship with him, but I'm concerned about it. I'll not embarrass you, not call you, but just simply uplift your hand. I'll pray for you. Anyone like that this morning? I'm just not sure I know Jesus Christ. Anyone like that? 
I trust you do. Awesome. I invite you to stand to our feet as we close this morning. Lord God, we do thank you for how your Holy Spirit, Lord, we asked at the beginning of this message, Lord, that you would speak to our hearts. And Lord God, you did. Many across the auditorium, Lord, realize that there are some things that need to change so that we can hear your voice. So God, I pray that you would speak to our hearts and that we would listen. And that as a result of it, Lord, we would respond in obedience, regardless of what that may be, regardless of what it may look like. Because God, we want to hear your voice. So Lord, be with each and every one who raised their hand, their heart towards you this morning. God, would you speak? And might we listen, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.